0: the liturgical sense of the readings at Mass. Typically celebrated throughout the world on the Thursday following the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, the Solemnity of Corpus Christi, the Body of Christ, grants us a an annual occasion to give special praise and thanks to the two manifestations of Corpus Christi among us. First, the Holy Eucharist, and second, the Church. The origin of this solemnity dates back to the year 1207, when a 15-year-old Belgian Augustinian nun named Juliana de Cornelian received a vision, a vision of a full moon with a dark spot selling it. The meaning of this vision and another to follow the next year was that the church, which had always been traditionally depicted by the fathers as a moon because the moon only reflects, only projects the light of the sun, the son of God had a dark spot on it, selling it, because of the absence of a feast which allowed us to celebrate the Corpus Christi. It would not be until 1247, when Robert de Theret had become the Bishop of Liège, when Juliana prevailed over him to have a diocesan feast for the Body of Christ. Then, in 1263, in a town of Bosana, Italy, near Oriete, a consecrated host began to bleed onto the corporal cloth that the host and chalice were resting on. The following year, Pope Urban IV, who himself had once been the archdeacon of the age, had been residing in Orvieto came to believe in the Eucharistic miracle and promulgated the papal bull Transitoris, through which he instituted the solemnity of Corpus Christi. Unfortunately, this papal bull was never implemented by Urban IV because he died just two months after promulgating it. It would not be until his 13th successor, Pope Clement X, the first Avion Pope and the suppressor of the Knights Templar, that the solemnity of Corpus Christi would be confirmed. And it was Clement X's successor, John XXII, who in 1316 instituted the traditional procession of Corpus Christi. During his June 17, 1990, pastoral visit to Orieto, St. John Paul II said, even though the construction of this cathedral was not directly connected with the solemnity of Corpus Christi, instituted by Pope Urban IV with his bull transitoris, in 1254, nor with the miracle that took place in Bosana the previous year, there is no doubt that the Eucharistic miracle was powerfully evident here, due to the corporal sign of for which this chapel was specifically built, and which it now jealously guards. Since then, The city of Orieto has become known throughout the world due to that miraculous sign that reminds all of us of the merciful love of God who becomes the food and drink of salvation for humanity on its earthly pilgrimage. Because of the call to render to such great a mystery, Your city perseveres and nourishes the indistinguishable flame. There is a powerful mystery that Saint Pope John II is touching upon here. That is, the only reason why the human condition needs food for our survival today is because of the fall of our first parents, Adam and Eve. Yet, in that miserable condition, God has been connecting with us throughout salvation history by providing us with food. Food which was our choice in a garden saying, you are free, free to eat of any of the trees in a garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil, then became our, not free choice in a way, but our necessity for survival, And yet God has never stopped being there in the midst of our daily need for food by providing for us food. In today's first reading from Deuteronomy chapter 8, Verses 2 through 3 and 14 through 16, we recall the manna bread in the desert that God fed us. A food unknown to you and your fathers, in order to show you that not by bread alone does one live, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of the Lord. We do not traditionally think of this verse as being prophetic, but it was in two ways. First, Christ Jesus is like the manna because he too was unknown to our fathers. And he is also the word that proceeds forth from the mouth of the Lord. We also read in today's gospel reading from John chapter 6 verses 51 through 58 that Jesus calls himself the food that fulfills the man of bread saying, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever and the bread that I will give is my flesh. For the life of the world. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. This edibility of God is also connected with the Jewish tradition through the Tefillin, which was a digestible leather box that the Jewish men would wear on their head or wrist and contained inside of it a verse of scripture written on digestible parchments and wrapped in digestible calf's tail hair, all of which were to symbolize to the Jewish people that the word of God is edible. This same edibility of God is also connected in the nativity event where the infant child Jesus was placed in a manger, which was a feeding trough for animals. The necessity of God being our source of food and our food himself is also communicated in the only prayer that Jesus taught us saying, Give us this day our daily bread, our daily bread, which we know to be both Him and the Holy Eucharist. Perhaps it would have been enough. Enough for us just to know that God is edible. And that as the bread of life, He has come to sustain both our life spiritually and our life physically. That he is both symbol and reality and being our one necessary person in this life. Perhaps knowing that truth would have been enough, enough for us to press through on this pilgrimage on earth. Yet for God, <laughs> that was not enough. Rather, our Lord God needed us to know for certain that our consumption of his body at the Divine Symphony of the Mass truly makes us one body in him, so that we might participate as one people in his and the Holy Spirit's ongoing work of salvation in the world through their church. In other words, our consumption of the Holy Eucharist truly configures us to the body of Christ and thereby to the mission of the Holy Trinity, through which our unity in Him not only makes us a sign for the world to find and to follow Him, But also the reality of who we are becoming. This is just one way how the readings at Mass this Sunday connect to the liturgy. And how the liturgy is forming us how to live our lives in the world. Be in the world which you have received through the liturgy. I am David L. Gray. Visit me online at davidlgray.info for more content and context about the liturgical sense of the scriptures.